Welcome to Sunshine Graces with Podcast Nun. My name is Sister Ave Clark. I am a Dominican sister from New York. I am happy you can join me today. Hello, everybody. It's Podcast Sister this evening, and I'm going to interview a wonderful friend, James Palmero, who lives in Brooklyn, New York. Good evening, James. How are you? How are you, Sister? I am fine. Hello, everybody out there in the podcast land. Ah, that's wonderful. Well, we're going to begin with a little question for James, and he'll share something about his life. James, I know you were blind now. How old were you when you started to go blind? Okay, when I was about 24, I started to notice different uh, symptoms. Night blindness, couldn't see in the dark, peripheral vision. I went to the doctors or a test in the hospital, and that's when I first heard the words retinitis pigmentosa. I was 24. It's a hereditary eye disease that leads to blindness. They told me straight out right then. No one in my family ever had it before or since. Uh, I didn't take the news so devastatingly. I guess I have a strong spirit. I just met my wife the year before. Things happen to people. I said, well, let's go. Whatever it is, it is. And it took 20 years before I started using the stick. So about 44, you can say I was legally blind. I can say illegally blind, whatever you want to say. That's the story. It's 24, I first found out I was going to go blind. Now, I know, because I've seen you come to some of my programs, Mm -hmm. how you use that stick and people accompany you. May I, I would like to ask you, what life decisions, I realize that maybe you had to step away from work with this disability. Okay, let me tell you, I, as I was telling sister a minute ago, I have a college degree from Brooklyn College in television and radio. I just graduated when I started to have these symptoms. I thought I'd have a career maybe in television, uh, in front of the camera, writing, because I didn't think that could happen, and I just got going to get married the following year, I took a job in the post office. So I changed my career path, just taking a job to be a good husband, raise two children. I couldn't play sports anymore. I love to play sports. That couldn't happen. You lose peripheral vision, you cannot play sports. But what I did was I, I turned myself to children, and I always wanted to be a teacher also. So I taught my son, my daughter, their friends, and then over the 20 years, it was blindness that led me to be a teacher. But then when I had to retire, I turned to my, the junior high school and started teaching there. I started teaching Sunday school, and I started to do other things like play the piano, uh, piano, harmonica, write poetry, all after I lost my sight. So a career path, I had a wonderful family, wonderful childhood. I never took it to be, oh, my God, things happen to everybody. It's how we deal with it, sister. So that was my career change. But I invested in my children. I did miss playing sports and going to sports, but it was a slow, slow loss of sight over 20 years. Oh, I could hear everybody smiling as they listened to this, hearing that James is a very positive person. And with every loss, sometimes a new door opens. So this evening, we're going to talk about James's wonderful gift of poetry. How did you start to write poetry? Okay, this takes a little more of a, a going back to college days. My first major at Brooklyn College was English. I wanted to be an English high school teacher. And that took two degrees. You have a degree in English and a degree in, in, in uh, education. Then I see television and radio. I always loved language, loved to read, loved literature, read poetry, did not write poetry. Maybe one poem, but until I, when I lost my sight, the idea of looking at the world in a metaphorical way led to, to actually writing poetry. I started to see the world by creating images, and the words started coming. And then that was the writing, I would say, give you one little story. Uh, it was about Christmas. The only poems I might have written before 2001 
was for Lessons and Carols at my church here in St. Augustine. I wanted to write poetry for that uh, ceremony, so Christmas-type poetry. And my wife, who worked, was a nurse, worked at Beekman Downtown Hospital. Every year they would have like, a display in one of the rooms. I wrote a few poems for different themes around Christmas. But it was after losing my sight that this gift of poetry or the mindset of poetry, and that goes to the harmonica too. I picked up harmonica about 15 years ago. always had a good ear, but the blindness was a bridge and teaching too. I became a teacher because I lost my sight. I had the time and I had the uh, inclination to be a teacher. So yeah, that's the poetry uh, introduction. And I hope all of you heard that James said, I can see, he used those words, he sees more clearly with his spirit and his heart. So James, when you write poems, uh, the ones that I've uh, read that you have written are so beautiful, there's always a lesson in the poetry. How does that happen that you write and a lesson comes out? Well, you know, I'll give you my craft, how I write poetry. It's different than some other writers. I know a poet in my church here. She writes every day. I only write when things move me, and so it starts from the theme, what I want to say. Then things start unraveling. I can almost go back to the Sister Clark poem for Arthur, which she's going to read for you later. This is if I met Sister, and she knew I wrote, well, actually, she didn't know this till uh, I sent her a few poems. I met her at a retreat in Queens, and I... I I'll send you some poetry. And so I should have a friend, Arthur. I never met Arthur. He died maybe a month or two before I met Sister. But Sister sent me things about him, who he was. And I can tell you very clearly, I was flying to California for a wedding for my niece. And the, maybe I was closer to God, being up in the plane. I don't know. Her ideas and the poems almost came to me almost in full. Uh, to what about Arthur, who he was, this, like a king. His name is Arthur. I put the King Arthur right thing together, and in about, I would say one hour, most of that poem was completed with sister's ideas, and uh, I heard her talk about Arthur, you see, at this retreat, and she, if you heard sister, she, and her book, she really explained who Arthur was, and that touched me, but they come from my, my philosophy of Christianity, who I am, and lately, they're coming, like the Holy Spirit is sitting next to me, sister, and my, your friends out there, I'm coming one or two poems every other day. And she has all of them, and so that's it. An inspiration? I don't know. Everybody works differently. But I yeah. have the craft, and I'll go back to the blindness. Being blind makes you, if you close your eyes, anybody out there right now, you're going to start to hear sounds and create the images in your head. And that's, well, I guess, it works together to make, a, to make somebody a better poet, I would say, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you brought up Arthur, because he was a man that really influenced my life. Arthur suffered from the disease of schizophrenia, but he had a beautiful heart and great faith. And when I told James about him, I just sent him some thoughts. This is the poem that he wrote, A Beacon in the Night by James Palermo. Leonard Cohen, the poet and musician said, everyone has cracks in them. That is how the light gets in. Arthur was a friend of a friend. The light that flowed through the cracks in Arthur lit a spirit that glowed like a beacon in the night. A lighthouse on the edge of a rough and rocky shore that showed us the way home, illuminating the safe harbors of love, hope, and mercy, a path of faith and a guide of insight. Despite the cold and wind and rain, the cheers of a sleepless night, the fears, the doubts, the pain, his lamplight being bold and bright. 
If you listen with your heart, you can hear the sound of Arthur singing. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. The friend who told me about Arthur said that his spirit would shine in the most humble of places. It shone gratitude at a coffee shop counter with a friend. It shone devotion by his bedside at each day's end. It shone kindness when he'd give his last dollar to share, fully aware it was more a gift than a loan. If I told you to look up the stars in the midday sky, you'd say, what stars? Where? And I'd reply, there where they always are. For the light concealed by the day's distraction reveals itself at night. Arthur's spirit was like the grass that grows through the cracks on city streets. Despite the concrete, slate, and stone, he sought the light from up above and strived for higher ground. Do you know your cracks? Let the light in. Let it shine. Arthur did. So as all of you are listening this evening, that beacon in the night, we are all called to let the light in. So I appreciate, James, that you wrote such a poem, but now... Uh, I'm always crying listening to you recite mm -hmm. this story. And also, I, those images you told me, you told me those stories about Arthur. And those, those were, the, 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 I guess, the uh, springboard to the words that came poetically, yeah. Well, you know what? I guess that's a beautiful connection. The person who writes poetry sometimes asks a friend for some ideas. Mm. But now, as we draw to the Christmas and New Year season, you told me that you have a favorite poem that you'd like to read about a broken manger. Yes, I will. Uh, and I'll tell a little background story. Again, this goes back to Lessons and Carols uh, about 18 years ago at St. Augustine Church. So the ceremony was taking place in the church. My son was in the eighth grade in confirmation. I thought I would write a poem that would touch on what Christmas really means. And the main point of this poem is to show that you'll learn about the true meaning of Christmas in the most unlikely <clears throat> I'm always crying at places, and it's called The Broken Manger, because uh, we know Christmas is very commercial. It's been that way over the years, and this is a poem that expresses that theme. That's the theme I started with, and the images has come being a city boy my whole life, Brooklyn kid. These are, these are city images. I'm ready now, sister. Here we go. The Broken Manger. I saw a broken manger one cold December night beside a sidewalk trash bin beneath a lamppost light. No one seemed to notice they just hurried right on by, as colored lights and Christmas lights captured every eye. Chimes and songs and rushing throngs filled the frosty air as advertising billboards encouraged us to share. There were shopping bags, pricey tags, flashing neon signs, checks and decks of credit cards, and crowded cashier lines. But then, an older, rumpled man without a hat, one glove, he glanced on at the manger. His heart was filled with love. It reminded him of childhood, of a Christmas he once knew. It reminded him of Jesus and of peace and kindness too. He reached down for the manger and he handled it with care. As tears of joy streamed down his face, glistening his hair. He mended every side post with string that he had found while sleeping on some cardboard nearby a school playground. He headed towards the corner church and he dreamt of midnight mass. And upon the barn he placed a star he made from shards of glass. Now a growing pride and pep, and passing every store, he reached the highest church step and he stretched out for the door, but every wooden latch was locked. This wasn't Christmas Day. A little child then grasped his hand and told him we could pray. The 
than the man remembered. His eyes grew bright and wide. He squeezed the boy's right hand and said, We can enter from the side. They blessed the men in manger with water in the hall. They slowly walked the center aisle and they saw Jesus on the wall. They placed the precious gift beneath the glowing tree. And then with awe and reverence, they bent down on one knee. They felt the warmth of Christmas and they sang a song of joy. And, and he felt the joy of Christmas and he hugged the boy. When I went to my bed later that night, I thought of the meaning implied by the sight of a manger left abandoned, discarded, ignored, until a man and a child had its beauty restored, revealing a truth so deep and profound it could only be seen from within, looking down at the broken manger. That's a beautiful, beautiful spiritual poem, and I hope everybody knows now James was not reading it. He and was, he was saying it from his heart. If you're blind, you better have a good memory, and you better speak a lot and often. <laughs> yeah. You hear that James has a wonderful sense of humor. Well, he's going to come back in the new year for, we're going to do music the next time with his harmonica. But James, I'd like you now, yes. uh, the closing thought is, what everyday grace in your life gets up that you think would help other people during this pandemic time? Oh, well, oh, boy, this is, these are tougher times, but what is this, isn't this the message, really, of Christianity? No one, no one in life goes through life without having some loss, some, some pain, some suffering. I have to say gratitude is the way in life. If you can be thankful for your blessings, you can get up and you will know that you have so much to be thankful for. All we are given is life. We do not know long how long that life is going to be. But the gratitude and the love of others and the sharing of who you are. It's poetry, music, teaching, friendship, just listening. As the clock said, I heard, and, and, listen, be an ear for someone. That's my message. And you will get through this. So, come on, we've gotten through world wars and all kinds of things. That's why I say gratitude and this sharing of yourself. That's why, that's why I would say best, sister. Thank you, James. And to Welcome. everybody who was listening, we are very grateful for James' beautiful gift of sharing, and we look forward to him with his harmonica where our feet will be tapping. Blessings <laughs> to all, everybody. God bless.